What is up, guys? Episode 31 of J5 Getting Live here on Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. So, a lot going on. We're going to dive right in. We got the NFL getting ready to kick off. Training camp starting for the Giants and the Jets. Both their rookies popping up, showing up. We got MLB All-Star break happening. Giancarlo Stanton winning the MVP of the game. Both teams back in action. Yankees tomorrow with a doubleheader against the Astros. Mets on Friday. Sounds like Max Scherzer going to be ready to go. And then we got the basketball teams. Some interesting things going on with both the Nets and the Knicks. So let's jump right in. We're going to start with the basketball. The Nets, you have started to learn. The nasty Nets, as I like to call them. Doesn't seem like they're going to be able to get rid of Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. The market is cool. Now, on their half, Sean Marks doesn't really want to get rid of those guys. Even though the rumors around the league are that Joe Tsai wants wants a new team. He wants guys that he's quote-unquote proud of. So on and so forth. For a gambling piece, the Nets' odds have moved all over to win a championship next year. Here are the things you know about the Nets. One, it looks more and more likely by the day that Kevin Durant's going to be on the team. Two, looks more and more likely Kyrie Irving is going to be staying with the Nets. And three, they get Ben Simmons back, who... While I don't believe he's a perennial all-star by any means, is a high-caliber NBA player, and he makes the Nets a better team. I don't know how he fits in, but he makes the Nets a better team. Joe Harris, Seth Curry, so on and so forth. The Nets have some issues. They need a big man, desperately. They don't have a good big man. They need a real coach. Steve Nash is not the answer. But when they roll the ball out, they're a championship-caliber team, and their odds have shifted to a team that people don't think will win. At one point, they were down to 30-1. to Now, about 18-1 to to win the finals next year. If I was you, I would move on. I think there's a chance that maybe they get a kumbaya and things go well. While I don't think by any means they're the best team in the East, and I don't think they win a title, I think it's just too good of an opportunity to pass up. The hedging opportunities moving forward are great on that. If they make it especially to the Eastern Conference semifinals or the Conference Finals. So, if you're somebody who likes to throw a couple shekels down, I would say go. Go quickly. Get your 18-1 to 1 on the Nets. Because it's probably not going to last long. Because at this point, the rumors are already coming out that Kevin Durant's not going to be there. Now, cross town to Manhattan to the Knicks. Yesterday, the Knicks introduced Jalen Brunson as their new acquisition. But the rumors are hot and heavy on Donovan Mitchell, the New York kid, the Mets fan. The Knicks need to do everything in their power to go get him. I've had different conversations with different people about this all the time. And everything centers around, well, what do you give up for? Where do you draw the line in the sand? Here's the line. R.J. Barrett is the only guy on the team who's not available. Everybody else can be had. I don't think that there's any reason that this team shouldn't have everyone available. I love Obi Toppin. I love Emmanuel quickly. I think Grimes can be a hell of a player in this league. But to say he's untouchable for a 25-year-old superstar who's locked up under contract 
a native New Yorker. It's just asinine. Leon Rose has to do everything he can to get him. The rumors you've heard lately are that the Knicks have drawn the line in the sand that they won't bid against themselves. It's a nice change of pace because we know what they did with Carmelo Anthony. They know the ball's in their court. They know he wants to come here. Leon Rose worked at CAA. He's got the contacts to Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks are going to get this done at some point. It's just going to have to be on more cohesive terms. Danny Ainge is going to have to go out. He's going to have to find offers that are better than what the Knicks have, have offered. The rumor is that they've offered Grimes, IQ, Obi, and three picks. And that Utah turned around and said that they want like five or six picks. The Knicks have eight of them to give up. They have pick swaps they could do. If I'm the Knicks, nothing's off the table. But you like to see the patience by Leon Rose in the Knicks front office that they're that they're exuding and that they're just keeping everything under control. Not going too crazy here. And that they're just making sound decisions. That's what you'd like to see from the Knicks. Now, I think it ultimately gets done. And I think when it gets done, you're starting to hear the rumors already that Julius Randle will be gone. I think that is key. They don't fit him, Brunson, RJ Barrett. It just doesn't fit together. Randle's too much of a ball hog. He doesn't, he doesn't like to defer. What you want to see moving forward here is you want to see, I personally, and I think others, want to see the Knicks bring back Carmelo Anthony. I think he's a perfect fit for the team. A grizzled vet, not going to cost a lot of money. He could come off the bench. He could do what needs to be done. And he could give this team what they need, a little bit of veteran leadership. I think, it's, I think it would be a key move. And the other thing I want to see is if they could keep Derrick Rose. So, that's the NBA. That's the Knicks. That's the Nasty Nets. Now, let's go to the MLB. We got the two, two of the best teams in baseball playing in our city. Yankees, the best record in baseball. A lot of holes on the team. But, nonetheless, the best team in baseball. 64-28. and 28. 13 games clear of the Tampa Bay Rays. However, hot on their heels for the second for the best record in the AL, Houston Astros. Astros are four and a half games back. Something you gotta watch. Every player that the Yankees are gonna be in on, and we haven't heard that they're in on, on a lot. Right now we heard they're in on Ben Attendee, but they quickly got out on him because he's not vaccinated. And the Yankees, I guess, are worried about if they go to Toronto for a playoff series that he can play, can't play, whatever it might be. That's problematic. The Yankees need to... He's the, he's the guy that fits this team. Because you've already heard that, that rent, the asking price on Reynolds from the Pirates is high. You've heard that the Cubs don't want to let Hap go because he's got another year of control. To me, the ideal trade for the Yankees is they get something like Contreras from the Cubs, Hap, and David Robertson. And then they get a back-end rotation piece from somebody else. Or Luis Castillo. Doesn't seem like any of those things is going to happen. And we could all pull our jets on Juan Soto. Buster only said it the other night. Yankees are more focused on Judge than they are on, on Soto. And you hate to hear it because if you're the Yankees and you're not close on Judge, and I want Judge, I want Judge back. I think the Yankees should give him everything he wants minus 10 years. I think if you could get him for eight years and 300 million, you do it. 
But, but if you're not going to go sign Judge, go trade for Juan Soto. Stop hugging the prospects. Go get Soto. Open up the wallet. Pay the man his $500 million. And make the right move. I think that's where this Yankee team needs needs to be focused. Soto, they need an outfielder. They need they need another outfielder. Obviously, they got to get rid of Joey Gallo. They need a rel- another reliever. Because Chapman is shot. You don't know what you're getting out of Zach Britton. But Wiseaga hasn't looked great since he got back. And they need a rotation piece. I would love Luis Castillo. I don't see the Yankees giving up what it's going to take to get him. I think that the Dodgers or the Astros might outbid them there. Got to watch the Mets too. They got a deep farm system. But those are the things that the Yankees need at this point. And they have to come out tomorrow night and they have to come out hot. You want to see them at least split with Houston, if not take both. Because if they lose both, they lose serious momentum and that gap between the best record in baseball gets tighter. And if the Yankees have to go to Houston for an ALCS, they're not winning. They're not. I don't care what their record is. They could be 162-0. They're not winning that series down there. They're not that team. They gotta fill some holes. Everything in this lineup after the five hole falls off a cliff. Whether it's Donaldson, IKF, whatever it might be. Trevino's been the right the the bright spot down there at the bottom of the lineup. The Yankees need to make some moves. This is the year. Go for the throat if you're the Yankees. You you have the team. They've, these guys have proven it time and time again. They find ways to win games all the time. Whether they're in them or they're out of them. You've got to find a way. And you've got to get Gallo off this team. At this point, it's unacceptable to play him every day. Batting 164. I could bat 164. You could bat 164. they got to tighten it up. Hicks has started to come around, but I don't trust him. He's one. He's always like one bad at bat away from an injury. So you got to worry about that. Now, cross town to the Mets. Heard some news. We all heard some news on DeGrom. Um, got a little sh- tightness back there. Tightness back there in the shoulder. Um, they moved his next simulated game back to Thursday. So that'll be tomorrow. That's big. That's big. Want the, you want the Mets to do the same thing as the Yankees, go for the throw. And I think the biggest difference between the Yankees and the Mets is that the Mets have an owner who will go for the throw. Rumor has it early that, that Washington likes what the Mets have to offer for Soto. And you know Cohen will pay up. There's a lot of prospects in that Mets farm system, starting with the catcher Alvarez who could entice Washington to make that move. Now, things are being thrown about a lot. The Cardinals have a high, a high system. The Padres have a good system. The Dodgers are always lurking with, with big prospects and a big move. I don't know if the Dodgers have it in them because it would, it would take a lot. But you never know. Cardinals doesn't seem like a Cardinals kind of move. Padres, how, can, how are they going to afford three plus $300 million players? You got to look at Dodgers, Mets, Yankees, 
maybe some sort of outlier team to come in there. But bottom line, the Mets are going to be players on Soto. You got to see what's going to happen with DeGrom. If you're the Mets, you might have to add a pitcher. Maybe Castillo. That rotation's been really good all year. They need a bullpen arm, and that lineup is dying for a bat. They looked awful in Chicago last week. That offense could not get going. If I'm the Mets, I'm looking to add a left-handed bat. I don't really know who's out there as far as that goes. Maybe like a left-handed outfielder. Smith getting hurt really kind of kind of hurts them because you like Pete at the at the DH spot and Smith in the field. But the Mets are going to have to make a move. Atlanta's hot, hotter than hot. The Mets did their job. They went down there before the break and they took two out of three to keep it at bay, keep it at two and a half. But they're but the Braves don't have Ozzy Albies. You know Alex Andropoulos is going to make some moves. You got If you're Billy Epler, you got to make some moves. I would look at the Cubs again for the Mets. Hap would be a nice little add for them. And so would David Robertson for the Mets. So you got to watch the Mets if you're the Yankees on that kind of move. All these teams are going to be in on these guys. The separation in baseball this year is insane. So you got to just watch and see what the moves are going to be. And even worse in the AL, the Mariners have made their move. You knew it was coming. They were, they were too talented to stay this far out of it for so long. Now they're the second wild card. The AL East has four teams outside of the Yankees that could all win wild card spots. The AL Central has the Twins, the Guardians, and the White Sox who haven't gotten hot. Guardians have played over their head, but they're still a good team with a good manager. So, you gotta just look and see what is gonna happen here. Now, finally, we go to the NFL. It's that time of year. Giants and Jets, rookies reporting to minicamp. Start looking at the schedule and planning your fall Sundays while it's 100 degrees outside and everybody's getting ready to sit at the beach. You could think about days where you just get to sit on the couch for eight hours. Make a nice meal. Watch some football all day. Maybe you're tossing in some bets. We're going to talk a lot about NFL spreads and over-unders as we get a little closer to the season. Talk a little fantasy. Got to wait and see how... Guys bounced back this time last year. Everybody was getting excited about Cam Akers. Bam, tears the Achilles. Got to wait and see how things are going to play out in the preseason. But what I'll say is, if you're a Jets fan, you've got to be excited. They have a lot of potential this year. Quarterbacks, top quarterbacks, historically make a big jump in their second year. I expect Zach Wilson to play a lot better than he did last year. But he's got a daunting task in front of him with the schedule that they have. But the Jets did the right things this offseason. They got him weapons. Got to see what happens with Beckton. Got to see what happens for the Jets with the Deshaun Watson suspension. Week one, they open up at home against Baltimore on 9-11. Then they go to Cleveland. They get the AFC North right out of the gate. I can't believe the schedule makers did that. But you get the AFC North right out of the gate. Ravens at home, Browns on the road, AFC champs, Joe Burrow and the Bengals at home again, and then at the Steelers to open October. Tough, 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 tough stretch if you're the Jets. If you come out of it 2-2, two and two, 
you you can make you can make some plans. You can start looking. You can start looking and getting excited. But it's a tough schedule. It's not easy. Jets got a lot of good opponents on there. Their only real light spot is the Lions and the Jaguars. And you know, with the, with the way the Jets played last year. Oh, and the Bears. With the way the Jets played last year, you never know. Anything could happen. But I think Salah is going to have a big year. I think that that defense is going to come together. I like the Sauce Gardner addition. The biggest thing that you're going to want to see, and you're going to want to see it early, especially against the Ravens and the Browns, two teams with very good defenses. How does Zach look? That's everything for this Jets team. If Zach could be a top 15 quarterback in this league this year, the Jets could could make things exciting. They could make a run. Maybe not a maybe not a deep run, but a run toward a wild card spot, a run toward a first round wild card weekend loss, something like that. I think that's what you got to look at. Look at. Now, to my New York Giants. I'm very interested to see what happens with this team. The biggest thing right off the bat is the quarterback. Is he or is he not the guy? I think at this point we've given him too many chances. It was exciting to see that the Giants are going to wear the 80s, 90s unis. Takes me back to my time as a kid. I think it'll be fun. I think opening weekend, the Giants have a chance at a big upset. On the road in Tennessee, think about a touchdown dog. Giants definitely have a chance to do some things. Again, we're going to talk more about that. I said it last week on the episode. We're going to, in the fall, we're going to do Tuesdays. Recap what happened over the weekend. Talk about the baseball, everything that's still going on. And Thursdays, we're going to do a Thursday show. It's going to be primarily focused around football. I'm going to give some college picks, some NFL picks, and we will But back to the Giants. Some things I'm looking at. One, right off the bat, Daniel Jones. Two, that offensive line. Joe Shane and Brian Dable focused on it. Evan Neal is going to look good at right tackle. But they also added pieces on the inside. And I need my man Andrew Thomas to have a big third year. He's got to look healthy. He's got to act, this, act the part. Because guess what? The man's going to be due a payday soon. So the Giants are going to have to figure out what they're going to, if, if they got their franchise guy. Saquon Barkley and, and Daniel Jones. Is Daniel Jones the guy? Can Saquon Barkley finally, finally live up to the second pick hype? Do the Giants resign him at the end of this year? Let's see what let's see about that. Can Kenny Galladay actually catch a touchdown pass? I think he can. I think that the Giants misused him last year. I don't think Jason Garrett knew what he was doing. How did the Giants use Kadarius Tony and Wandell Robinson? More Kadarius Tony than Wandell. He's a nice second-round pick. He's probably going to be a fun little gadget player the way Dayball knows how to use those guys in Kafka. But Kadarius Tony, the first-round pick from last year, can he play a full season? Can he catch 70 balls, 7 touchdowns? 850 yards in the air, maybe 150 on the ground. I think that could be a realistic expectation for him if he can stay healthy. How's this defense look under Wink? How's that secondary going to be? Is Xavier McKinney going to take another step after his first full season in the NFL last year? Is he going to take that next step and become that dominant safety that the Giants haven't had in so long since Andrew Will? A lot of questions around this team. No, I don't think they'll be very good. I think if they win seven games, it would be 
the ultimate surprise. And it would be exciting. The quarterback has to play well. Has to play 16 games. That's my biggest thing. Giants have a lot of questions. There could be a lot of roster turnover at the end of this year. Starting with Gollumman. Giants need to be a healthy team. That's the most important thing. Schedule's favorable to them early. They got a, they got a couple rough games. Cowboys, Packers. Packers in London, Giants can steal that one. Ravens, tough game. But they got a soft part. Jaguars, Seahawks, Texas, Lions, all before Thanksgiving. Then they go to Dallas. Then they got the bye. Sorry, they got the bye after the Seahawks. But either way, they have a lot of time off after the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So if you're the Giants, you got a chance. Not to go to the playoffs. Let's temper those expectations. Let's, let's say seven, win seven games. Match your over under total in Vegas. I personally wouldn't touch the Giants over. I like the Jets over. Told you that a couple weeks ago. When it was uh, five and a half. I think if it's six, you gotta uh, gets a little hairy there. But I think the Jets could do some things. Giants could Giants could maybe surprise some people. Gonna be an interesting year. Alright, guys. That's an episode. Thanks for listening. Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at J-O-H-N-M-U-R-A-C-H-A-N-I-A-N. I'm on TikTok now. Follow me at J5GettingLive. All right? We're going to make things interesting. All year, going to keep throwing stuff at you, episodes, so on and so forth. Like I said, in the fall, going to be Tuesdays, Thursdays. I'll let you know when we're going to switch that schedule up. But for now, that's an episode J5.